Hey, Spreaker listeners, we will be live in one minute. The Art, the Art of Relationships Radio, Radio Show is copyrighted. No one is to use any part of the show, show without, without express written consent from myself, Greg Zizinski, or the Art of Relationships. Thank, Thank you. you. Oops. Welcome to the Art of Relationships Radio Show. Greg welcomes live calls from listeners and helping with numerous marital and relationship problems. There will be no more tit-for-tat arguments. Greg gets to the root of couples' challenges in a rapid, matter-of-fact format, plus applies compassion and humor. Join in discovering how to improve your relationship and your own life. Listen, laugh, and climax. Greg is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Michigan. To others, he's simply known as Detroit's love guru. Hey everybody, how's it going? Greg, uh, coming to you live as usual Wednesday night. Happy hump night, everybody. This is the Art of Relationships radio show, and it is probably close to 200 uh, episodes. So welcome to all those uh, people. I appreciate you tuning in and everything, and especially new people tuning in tonight. You are going to have another opportunity to win one of uh, one of my free copies of my book. The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite, Love, and Intimacy. So if you can see it out there, and the people listening to live on Spreaker, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to participate in this. But you share this post right now, the live video. Share it on your timeline. You will be entered to win a free copy of the book. Okay? And I I pay for shipping, everything else. It's totally free, okay? Just for you sharing... Uh, the show, the show video. So you could have shared the post below this for a chance to win. And also, if you share the live video to your timeline, you will be entered for a chance to win uh, one of three copies. I was generous last week. I ended up giving away five copies, people. Uh, so, you know, I plan on giving away, um, I plan on giving away three free copies today. Oh my God, we got new people coming in. Hey, what's going on? We got some people all over the world uh, saying good morning, and actually it's good night here in the USA. So welcome. Thanks for joining in, everybody, and uh, I appreciate that. Like I said, everybody, you share the video uh, on your timeline. You get a chance to win a free copy of the book, uh, The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy, okay? So you get a chance to win that. Uh, so I appreciate that. And that is, um, unfortunately, you can share the video. That is going to be um, only offered to people in the continental USA, unfortunately, because of shipping costs. Um, I ended up uh, a while ago, I had a winner that won in Australia, and it was like $25 to ship the book. But you can share it, and for a chance to win, even if you're outside of the the country, you will win. I'll give you a free ebook. You know, I'll Facebook message, private message you the free ebook uh, copy, uh, the PDF file as well. So you're you got a chance to win that. Okay, just unfortunately won't be able to get the hardcover 
Um, I can't afford to do that, unfortunately. So tonight we're going to have a lot of fun. Sherry's in the house. We got a lot of people. Amy's in the house. A lot of people joining in, which is awesome, okay? So tonight we're going to talk about giving fully of yourself and about personas, okay? Personas, if you don't know about those, those are like falsehood. Those are, you know what, you present yourself as one way, you know what, that wears off and then your true identity, the true personality shows up. So the persona actually means falsehood or false mask, fake mask um, out there. And how many people have been with people, maybe you've been, that person. You've been all lovey-dovey, all nicey-nicey, and then after a couple months go by, your true identity comes out, and let's say you are not a, we'll say a nice person, you know, man or woman, what's going on? So how many people have been in that situation? We're going to talk about both situations, okay? And, um, hey, Tony, Mr. Perry's in the house. Thanks for joining. So we're uh, going to get on and talk about, you know, what is holding you back from giving yourself fully to your lover now, okay, your husband, wife, your partner, and also maybe if you're not in a relationship, you know, what would it take for you to fully give of yourself to another person, okay, in a romantic relationship, okay? We're not talking about your kids. I get that. You know what? That tends to be maybe a natural thing, but giving yourself, your heart and your soul to a relationship, to your partner, a love interest, it's not all that easy, especially if we've been burnt before, we've been crushed, we've been devastated. Uh, so what would it take to heal that past and not carry that baggage, if you will, that hurt, that sorrow, and maybe the distrust into the next relationship, right? We assume, like I said numerous times before in other shows, everybody is, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. That's not always true, people. Not at all, okay? Yes, there are dogs out there. There are hoes out there. There are people that, you know, let's face it, they're not good people, you know, physically, verbally abusive, control freaks out there. They're not good people. But you look at the situation to where, you know what, what would it take for you to give fully of yourself, again, without, I'm going to say this, okay, I don't want you to be stupid, and I don't want you to play the fool at all, but you can have both. You can give fully of yourself. It's one of those things I talk about, you know, where I want you to give 100% to a relationship. And I also want you to give 100% to yourself, okay? Again, it's not always easy, uh, but we're going to sort of fine-tune that so you can give freely and fully of yourself without holding anything back, okay? The number one aspect with people holding back is um, talking about, you know what, what do you, you know, is being hurt again, being crushed, okay? Stacy, welcome. Uh, you mentioned what's the topic I wasn't listening. Well, you should have been listening, woman. No, I'm teasing, okay? Um, the topic of the show, it's up above the video as well, people, so you can do that. Uh, you can always read the topic of the show tonight, of the evening, I should say, and it's about giving fully of yourself and about personas, about, you know, fake personalities or you know what you're putting up a front at first and then that sort of your true identity comes out you know a couple months down the road maybe it takes longer six months to a year for your full self to come down maybe you're an a-hole instead of that nice person you presented yourself to be okay so Stacey that's what we're talking about tonight and as always you can always give me a call 313 614 
888-789-9498. You can give me a call right here, right right here on my cell phone. Give me a call, ask me questions. Any st- any questions you want, um, it doesn't have to deal with the topic of the show, of course, but and join the discussion below the video, okay, before, uh, below the low, <laughs> below the live video. I'm having a problem tonight, people. Oh, my God, my voice is going nowhere fast. So, um, <laughs> so throw your questions out there. Again, you know, you share the live video on your timeline. You get a chance to win the free book, okay? Um, again, I've been giving away last few weeks. I think I've given away a total of, let's see, 11, 11 or 12 books for free, and I paid for shipping and everything else. So, Share the video. And I want to know what is holding you back in a relationship. Is it, you know, you don't want to give fully of yourself. Let's face it. You know, how many people out there, you're afraid to take a risk because you've been burnt before. Or maybe you're just a selfish person and it's all about you. And you want that person to give everything of themselves. But you're not going to give anything, right? You're going to go into it half-ass, always about you, thinking about yourself. You know what? That's not a great way of doing it. And that tells me, you know what? You're not that much a good person, okay? You're shallow. You're. I'm going to just say you're a very selfish person when it's all about you, okay? Now, yes, you do desire to be loved. You do desire to be, you know, respected and craved and desired and a priority. We all do, okay? But there's a difference between when it's all about you and not about that other person. So some people are afraid to take that risk to give fully of themselves because they've been burnt before. They've been hurt. They've been maybe just devastated emotionally, been cheated on, been, you know, maybe physically abused, verbally abused. All these aspects, okay, can play a role in us to maybe hold back. My question is, you can give fully of yourself, but still be smart enough where you still command respect for yourself, okay? You know what? I love you to death. I I want you forever, but you're not going to treat me this way. You're not going to call me out my name. You're not going to, you know disrespect me and treat me like I'm not a priority in your life. I deserve better. I'm willing to give all of myself, but I want that from my partner as well. There was a discussion below when I posted this topic yesterday on my timeline. You know what? It tends to be how many people out there, you know, realize that, you know what? It's not a 50-50. Relationships, you know, everyone talks about 50-50. It's it's a balancing act. Sometimes it's going to be 70-30, then sometimes it's going to be 80, 20. You know, it all depends. You know, we get sick. Maybe there's emergencies going on. It, it's about when it's done, you know, over and done with at the end that you can say, you know what, we balance each other out. It's pretty. It's been pretty equal, close to the 50-50 overall, okay? You can't expect it going to be 50-50 on a day-in, day-out basis. I think one thing that's impossible um, just because of life it, occurrences, life events, and everything, people. So it's when it balances out when it's done and said, okay? Um, So you look at those aspects. What would it take, again, for you to be able to give fully of yourself? Why are you holding back, people? Number one thing I mentioned about, let's face it, you're afraid to get hurt, okay? Another aspect is maybe you're selfish, and you're afraid for that other person to give fully of themselves, before you're willing to give an inch of yourself, okay? And I'm not talking an inch of the penis, people. I'm not talking about sex. Not yet, anyways, okay? 
to be able to give fully of yourself and not hold back. And I'd love to hear some issues that are going on. Um, you know, I'd love to hear your issues, why you're holding back, why you're afraid to give fully. You know, is it from past situations? And do you, let's face it, do you hold hostage your new partner or future partner down the road for past occurrences, past you know, traumatic events that happen to you that, you know what, I'm only going to give a quarter of myself. I'm not going to give fully to myself. And all of a sudden, you run into problems when that happens because one or both of you are going to feel not loved. You're not going to feel fully devoted to each other, okay? You're not going to feel like you're a priority to each other. And this can come in where, you know, people are not fully given of themselves because, let's face it, you know, their family of origin is a priority, okay? Their family of origin, you know, is, you know, it's always about them and not about the partner, not about the spouse, not about the girlfriend, boyfriend, that type of situation. All of a sudden, you know what? You're not giving fully of yourself to the relationship. You know, you're afraid to be disrespectful to your family. You're afraid to be a disappointment to your family of origin. So you hold back from your lover, okay? You hold back giving your attention, uh, maybe your devotion and everything, that you're always, you know, snapping your fingers, you're gone when it comes to your family, they need something. But when it comes to your partner, your loved one, it's not being, you're not being there for them as well. So you're not giving fully of yourself to them. And how many people out there do you actually feel like it's impossible to give fully of yourself? Especially, you know what, this is directed maybe to people with children out there. You know what, I have a daughter, you know, it's directed to people with kids out there that you can't fully give of yourself. What does that mean to you? Can you balance it out where, you know, couples all the time in my Greg, I have the kids. I got a sick mother I'm trying to take care of. I work and all this stuff. I don't have any of me left to give. Unfortunately, what's going to happen if you don't, we can only tolerate so much, right? We can understand. Uh, we can maybe rationalize how that is. And if it goes on for a long period of time, again, that's very subjective. Everybody is different as far as, you know, how much they can give and how much they should give. That's not up to me to decide. You know what, you got a sick mother, kids, all this, and you're left in the back burner. All of a sudden, pretty soon, six months go by, a year go by, and that person is not feeling love, not feeling desire to priority. They're always there for them. But you know what? You're not always there for that person you know what, well, you're not getting really much out of a relationship. And then all of a sudden, someone chirps in your ear and a fair, ha a fair happens. And then the other person that was, you know, dedicating their whole life to everybody else instead of your loved one gets pissed off, gets hurt. I can't believe you cheated on me, da-da-da-da-da. You know what, it's an understanding. It's one of those things I think those, um, if you want to say the human traits that we want to be loved, we want to be desired, we want to be craved, we want to be... Maybe a part of something greater than ourselves, if that may, Matt, you know, if that makes sense, and we want to be, you know, committed to each other and have that love that I'm trying to get couples to get to, to get to, you know, the relationship they crave um, that you've always craved. And you look back, why are you not getting that relationship that you crave? Is it one because you're holding back? You know, is it out of fear? And is it always maybe you're you want your partner to take the risk and give fully of themselves without you fully giving of yourself. That's sort of selfish. I understand it. 
but it's sort of selfish. And I want you to look at, is that what is happening? Is that what's taking place in your relationship or your marriage? And you're having problems with that, okay? Um, Sherry, you mentioned about boundaries. I agree. Hey, Stacy's in the house, okay? Um, Sherry, you mentioned uh, scared they might not feel the same for me, so I hesitate. And that, I agree, I get that, Sherry, very much. But I also look at the aspect, you know what, that's exactly what I was talking about, about you, you know, afraid to take the risk, that you want them to be fully into you before you're willing to give of yourself. You know what, now, tell me something. What happens, okay, if you're like that, you're waiting for them to take the risk to be fully in, um, not feel the same, and they're waiting for you to do the same thing. So you want to tell me what the hell happens? Nothing. You could have a great connection, a great relationship, but neither one of you, you're waiting for the other one to take the risk, right? I'm going to make sure she's all into me before I'm all into her and vice versa. Like you said, Sherry, you're waiting for him to be all into you before you're all into him. You're Everybody's afraid to take that risk. So what do you do? You love half-ass. Let's, I don't know how else to say it. You know what? You're not giving of yourself fully and you're sort of giving yourself half ass and what happens with that situation is you know what you you might miss out on a great relationship and then you the other person don't feel loved doesn't feel appreciated doesn't feel all this stuff and it's like you know what Mm, what is going on and it's not i tell people all the time i don't want you to sell yourself out i'm all about giving of yourself but again you don't want to be a fool you want to command respect for yourself and you deserve to be loved and desired the way you want to be loved is it going to be there 24 7 no that's impossible but you want it there a lot more times than it's not okay cheyenne hey welcome what's in the house i hold back because i'm afraid to trust again with someone for years and then find out they aren't the person i fell in love with years of lies head games mental emotional abuse Cheyenne, I'm so sorry. No one should ever no one should ever go through that crap, okay? Now I won't give so freely, especially because I have two special needs children to worry about. And I just I talked about this and I think maybe, you know, I don't know if you just tuned in and I get that. And it's very difficult. And I'm not saying it's easy. How do you give fully of yourself when you have kids? Um, you know, it's hard to do when you're in a relationship, you know, where there's you're the you know, I'm not going to say traditional family, husband, wife, you know, whatever, and you have kids. But when you go into second, you know, second marriages with kids or another relationship and you have kids and it's it's a give and take, it's an understanding. Yes, your kids always come first and like a step family dynamic. And then there's a balance and there's got to be more of an understanding, okay? When you're, you know, in a first, say, a first family type aspect and what happens is, you know, the kids become a priority and then the relationship suffers. And you look at, you know, how much of yourself can you give, should you give? And then you wonder why your relationship suffers or, you know, goes down the toilet and then you're, oh my God, what will the kids do, you know, if we get divorced, if, you know, we're always fighting all the time. What the hell caused it? Maybe all your attention went to the kids to begin with and therefore your partner feels left out, doesn't feel a priority, feels like, Maybe just a paycheck or just feels like I was just here to, you know what, be the mother of your kids or be, you know, the father of the kids. I was only here to be a donor so you could have kids and forget the relationship. 
that created those kids. It happens a lot. I, I don't think a lot of people might not have that intention, but it turns out that way. And don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of people out there too, men and women. You know what? Their whole intention is their whole identity is to be a parent and they forget about that partner and it's somewhat intentional. And it's scary to give all of ourselves to that when we're not getting that back. But there's that balance we can meet. One thing is when you get fully of yourself, that that still you still command respect. You still can say, I don't feel loved by you. I don't feel like a priority by you. And I want that. I deserve that. Okay. That's important to me. And can you still give fully when you're not getting that back? Or should you? Okay. Again, it's very difficult. It's a very uh, touch and go situation and subject subjective to each other. Um, and looking at what is good, what is not, okay, that works for you, but without you holding back. And I'm talking, when I talk about giving fully of yourself, okay, um, to give fully of yourself means, you know, mind, body, heart, and soul. Can you speak your mind? Can you tell your partner what you feel no matter what? Giving fully of yourself is, you know, even trying to explore different maybe sexual acts or, you know, sexual behaviors, maybe expand on, you know, I've never, you know, opened up fully and be vulnerable with each other. That is given fully of yourself and you still command respect. It's one of those things, you know, you got people out there, it's sort of funny that I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to talk this way, this way, this way. They don't respect other people. You know what? But you can have sort of that attitude when you're given fully and still, you know what, I'm still going to command respect, but I'm also going to respect you and how I talk, you know, how I present myself. It's going to be huge. Sophia, hey, welcome. Uh, Missy, you mentioned I used to give all my stuff to my partner, and now I backed away because of my past physical and mental abuse. And a lot of those aspects could be, you know, from triggers and everything, and I get that. I, I'm not, when I say, um, you know, part of number one thing that people don't give fully because they've been burnt before, they've been hurt before, they've been traumatized before. That doesn't mean I don't get it and understand it. I fully get it. I fully understand it, big time. My question is, what would it take, you know, to heal those? And I, I did a show a couple weeks ago, I think a month ago, on trauma and trying to get, you know, heal from sexual traumas. And put that in your past where, you know what, that is your past and it doesn't own me anymore. I have the power over me and I'm not going to allow myself to hold myself back anymore to have a great relationship or a great marriage, you know, whatever you want and whatever, you know, those expectations are for you, okay? And you need to be able to look at those situations to where if that partner is not given fully to you, can you inquire about it or do you pull away? Are you afraid to ask? Are you afraid you know what, it's going to cause an argument, so you hold yourself back. Again, when you hold yourself back that way, you're not giving of yourself fully to the relationship. It sort of sounds crazy, doesn't it? It might be a different take on a lot of things, how people perceive things, but giving fully means if there's an issue, you can talk about it. If you feel a certain way, you're going to bring it up. Again, how you bring it up, right? You're not going to yell, scream, bitch, whatever, <laughs> nag at all, okay? What's going to happen is you're going to be able to speak from the heart and say, you know what, I feel 
not loved by you. I feel like, you know what, a disconnect by us, between us. You know what, what's going on? I don't, I want, try to get connected. And how many people will speak from the heart, but they're, you know what, they're feeling that way, but they come out with anger and it creates more distance in each other. And all of a sudden you shut down and you stop giving fully of yourself. You stop shutting yourself down emotionally. You stop shutting your feelings down. You stop expressing yourself and what you feel, what you want, what you desire. And then, you know, what happens, you're both are in that situation and the relationship or marriage goes down the toilet, okay? Again, it's not easy. I'm just explaining usually what happens. Uh, again, every couple is different. Every situation happens. But a lot of the dynamics that happen are very, very similar, even though the cause of the situations might be different, or the people involved and personalities involved are different. A lot of things are similar, okay? Um, I wanted date night for a long time just to be able to focus on each other. Sure, you brought that up on you know a few different shows before, and I, I agree, and that's important. But you look at if that's not happening, um, you know what? Then you have to look at, Again, self-respect for you and self-love. I am given fully of myself, heart, mind, body, and soul, uh, my expressions verbally. I'm given fully of myself. And if they're not willing to give fully to themselves, right? Remember I said at the beginning of the show and all shows, I don't want anyone to be a fool. This is where I want you to have self-respect and say, I am given fully of myself, right? I'm not holding back. And I'm not getting the same in return. I deserve that, okay? I deserve that very much, and I'm not going to be in a situation where maybe I'm not getting that. And that's where self-respect comes out. And again, it's scary, you know, being alone, being maybe finances, all these aspects. It's scary to do that. But then you look at, you know, how many people out there complain about the same situation over and over and over again, but they're not doing anything about it, right? How many people are in that situation? You know what? I'm complaining. I'm complaining. I'm doing this, doing that. But the only thing that has power and control over that is you, right? You're begging that person to do something. We can't control our partners. We can't control other people. The only thing we can do is set ultimatums to for ourselves and say, you know what? Honestly, I am giving on myself fully. And I'm not getting that back in return. And it's going on for a long time. And I've tried everything I can you know what? I need to maybe, it's toxic for me to be in this relationship. I need to stop complaining about it and get myself out of it, okay? To get to a healthier and happier place. Okay? Sounds simple. But this is where you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, what the hell am I doing, okay? Uh, Sophia, you mentioned I'm just afraid to get to know anyone else. I refuse to trust anyone else after my past abuse and my divorce. I'm sick of it. Sophia, I understand that, but the situation is then you're going to be in relationships that are going to be shallow. What I mean shallow is I'm not talking, you know, looks or all about money. I'm talking about they're going to be shallow and not deep, emotionally deep connected, okay? They're going to be on a shallow level. They're going to be not not connected on an emotional level so deep and passionately where you're fully giving of yourself and to them, okay? Again, maybe you have two people that were hurt. And I mentioned this before. You're hurt because of past abuse. What if he's hurt, too, because of past abuse, traumas? Maybe he got cheated on, got treated like crap by his former 
girlfriend or wife, and now you got two people waiting for the other to give and to trust. You know what? You're going to live a very, maybe a lonely life, okay? And I mean, some people are fine being lonely, but I'm saying for those people out there, me too, you know, I want to be have the love of a lifetime and be craved. And you look at that situation, what happens is that, you know what, you both are going to be holding back big time. I'm waiting for you to fully, tr- you know, so I can fully trust you. I'm waiting for you to fully trust. And then what happens, man, it's, it's going to go <laughs> right down the toilet, people, okay? And um, it, it's not going to be a good situation. Like I said at the beginning of the show, a relationship that could be a dynamic relationship, maybe a lifelong love, might not even have a chance because you both are holding back. And what would it take to be confident in yourself to know, you know what, I'm going to get fully of myself, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get treated like crap and I'm going to command respect, okay? And again, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, apologize for my voice tonight, people. I'm tripping over words like crazy. Uh, it's been a uh, long day, but I, again, what I'm throwing out excuses out there. Not at all. I'm tri- I've been tripping over my words uh, actually all day today. It's just one of those. Um, I'm human, people, okay? <laughs> I'm very human. I'm not afraid to admit it, okay? So looking at, you know, and also I want to go back to looking at what, you know, what does giving fully of yourself, what does it mean? And I talked about the mind, body, heart, and soul, and I described that. I'm going to go over that real quick before the break. And now we're going to get into, like I said, a couple people mentioned before that people are in a relationship and then that person ends up being not who they pretended to be. Okay. You're with somebody that, you know, is they, you know, present themselves to be a great person, honest, trustworthy, you know, caring, compassionate, love sex. And all of a sudden you're manly love after maybe a few months, six months, three months, whatever. And all of a sudden that person flips the script and their real personality comes out. And we're going to talk about those situations and what do you do after the break, okay? So, hang on. Again, share the post, the live video to your timeline. You will have a chance to win one of three copies of my book, The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy, people. And I even pay for shipping, okay? (laughs) Plain and simple. I pay for shipping. I'll announce the winners tomorrow morning, which I usually do the morning after the show, okay? So I am going to take a little break, uh, hopefully get my voice uh, brought back in a little bit so I'm not tripping over my words. Do not go anywhere. I'm going to play a little song, and we're going to come back live. So do not go anywhere, people. This is the Art of Relationships radio show talking about giving yourself fully and we're going to be talking about personas coming back after the break
This is just, just another, another song You'll never, never hear about a girl I've never met This is just, just another, another life Whispered in your ears so you don't think that I can be This is just another ride Taken by surprise with no clear end in sight This is just an empty line You've heard a million times that I've used to make it right A chance meeting in a parking lot
Hey, people, we're back live. That was Skyway Traffic, local Metro Detroit uh, artists here. Uh, that was just another song you'll never hear. Again, this is the Art of Relationships radio show. Peace and love to everybody out there. This is going to be the second half of the show. We're talking about giving fully of yourself. And now we're going to sort of change it up a little bit. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about personas. we got some questions going on. Um, that I want to get to from the viewing audience on a discussion board. And now we're going to look at, you know, the situation, what's going on. Uh, Tracy is back in the house. What's going on? Hey, Mary, hello. Um, oh, crap. Now I lost, I lost your question. Um, shoot. I don't know if I'll be able to, I don't think I'll be able to get back to it. Um, Oh, no. Hey, Rhonda, welcome to the show. There was a question I wanted to read, but unfortunately, <laughs> I wasn't able to uh, to read it. So uh, you might have to copy. If you copy and paste it, there was a few questions on there I wanted to get to. And when I do the live show, i got to figure out there's got to be a way for me to be able to trigger, um, to be able to get on that to find out the questions so I don't lose them, okay? So I want to get on those, and if I can pull it up on my phone, I might not be able to, to be able to see what the questions were. Um, Let me see. Shoot, nope. No, unfortunately, I won't be able to. So if you can uh, pull up the question before, uh, maybe copy and paste it, I'll be able to answer the question. I'd love to hear it again. And I apologize for, I refreshed my browser, and what happened? I lost the dang question that you asked me. So I apologize for that. Just copy and paste it, and I'll be more than happy to try to ask. And again, ask any questions you want. I want to, I'm here to help you. You know what, I? that's what I do. I love helping people. I love helping even single people and couples, of course, to have the relationship they've always craved, to feel better about themselves as individuals, and also to feel more connected physically, emotionally, ooh, baby, sexually in their relationship, okay? So you look at the situation, you still have time to share the live video going on for a chance to win a copy of my book, okay? I mentioned that throughout um, throughout the episode, so we're going to go... Um, you know, go back into it and about, you know, fully giving of yourself. I want you to be able to start doing that, okay? And again, to be able to command that from your partner as well. And if, you know what, you're trying and you honestly are given fully of yourself, you know what, and your partner is not, and you know what, maybe they're being selfish. Maybe they're always being a taker and they're not giving it all. My question to you is, again, are you keep complaining over and over and over about it? Or are you going to do something about it and maybe move on? Giving fully of yourself does not mean you should be in a toxic relationship. Does not mean you should be in a situation where you're not getting your love, you know, the love that you want met. You're not getting your desire and wants, you know, met at all. That does not mean giving fully of yourself. Giving fully of yourself, you still can command desiring and wanting to get the love that you deserve, okay? So don't ever, you know, let anyone fool yourself or take what I'm saying out of context, okay? Not at all. So um, going on, how many people, and this was going on sort of, no one needs or deserves a taker. I agree, Tracy. 
uh, so much. Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Um, so you look at, you know, personas. How many people, and this was going down, I wish I could see all the, the prior comments and everything else, but unfortunately, for whatever reason, um, I can't. So uh, what's going to happen? I want to go into the situation where about personas, and we um, talked about this, and there was a few comments and questions that went on. You know what? I gave fully myself, Greg, and uh, you know, the person I was with ended up being a liar, a cheater, um, maybe an addict that hid this off from you. And how many people have been in that situation that, you know what, they've been with someone that put on, uh, you know what, put on a false mask or a persona. The persona by Carl Jung um, years ago, you know, talked about, you know, it's a falsehood. It's a, you know, it's a mask that we put on ourselves that we don't present ourselves. How many people, let's face it, how many people go on a first date, right, and you just throw out all your crap out there? You know what? I've been, you know, I've been in prison. I've been in, you know, locked up for going off my meds for schizophrenia. I, you know what? I hate sex. <laughs> How many people are going to throw that out there on a first date? All your bad garbage, right? How many people do that? I'm real, I'm honest, but am I going to throw out everything out there? Not necessarily, but I'm still going to come real. I'm still going to come genuine. And I'm not going to, you know what? I'm not going to put a front on per se, about that. That doesn't mean we have to throw our garbage out there. But how many people come out there and put on, I'm this person, I'm this, or you come out as arrogant that you're all that because you have insecurities, right? And how many people go in a situation to where, you know what, that person is great and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, and then after a couple months go by, you're like, Things that go, hmm, what's going on, right? And then we start, let's face it, we start second guessing. What are we doing to cause it? Oh, you know what? Maybe they just had a bad day. Maybe their stress had a bad day. Then that bad day turns into two days. Then it turns into a month. Then it turns into six months. And you start looking at, who is this person, right? How many people have been in that situation before? I have. Um and I can read people pretty well, where people will tell you one thing, but you look at the situation and it, it's scary, you know what? So, um, and what do you do in those situations? Ah, there's a question. Uh, can blank, full-blown argument bring you closer to your partner? You know what, Sure, That's a great question. And I think a full-blown argument can bring somebody to... A greater connection, okay? You talk about, I talked about this a while ago too, about, you know, how many people, the passion, the, the emotional connection that they don't want to lose each other from makeup, sex after an argument, okay? That's one example. So can a full-blown argument bring you closer to your partner? Absolutely. It could wake up the situation. Do I recommend that you do that to try to bring you closer together? No, <laughs> not necessarily. It can happen, and it's a risk factor, okay? It's one of those situations that can happen. It can wake up the situation, wake up your partner, or maybe they're pissed, they're upset, they're hurt about, and they wake you up by a full-blown argument too, okay? I don't ever recommend it, but I'm saying it can happen. You can realize, oh my God, I don't want to lose you. This fighting is stupid. But it usually takes both of you to be able to do that, Sherry, okay? One person might be able to do it. The other one might not be able to do it in the distance. And, the, um, you know, the 
they begrudge the other one, okay? They hold grudges. They, you know, it never let go. So it depends on the situation. If both people can do that, awesome. Chances are it can, okay? Again, I don't recommend people. I don't tell couples, oh, you guys need to freaking get in a full-blown argument all the time to bring you close. I don't ever promote that. Sometimes it happens, okay? Sometimes it wakes us up and it can be a good thing. But it's not highly advised, okay? Not at all. So hopefully that answered your question. And I know I might, and I didn't give you a politically correct answer. You know me, I'm not one. I'm not one to give politi- uh, politically correct answers by any means, okay? I'm just, you know, telling you from my professional experience, maybe even personal experience as well. I sort of mix the two together. Uh, Tracy, you mentioned I also feel both people got to be willing to work on their own shit. <laughs> Big time. And that's what I mentioned about, you know, at the beginning, Tracy, when I talked about, you know, f- giving fully of yourself, you need to be able to command that that person is able to give fully of themselves too, okay? Again, it's not, you're not, it's probably not going to happen 24-7, 100% of the time. And it's very difficult if we have a sick parent or a sick relative we're taking care of. You know, we have maybe kids, special needs kids, not only special needs kids, which are a lot more stressful, okay? Um, but even, you know, maybe healthy kids, lot stressful, running here, running here, school, doing homework, you're working. All It's hard. It's very difficult. And, you know, how do you have enough energy and what do you do to self-care that you realize that the relationship, what brought those kids in the situation, that needs to be nurtured. That needs to be held as a priority, okay? So it's very, very difficult. And I agree, both people need to be able to work on it and be able to give themselves fully Again, this might be Greg's fantasy world about trying to help people get there. You know what? I'm going to give fully no matter if you're giving, not giving back. I'm still going to give fully. I'm not going to you know, allow you to treat me poorly or be toxic to me, but I'm still going to give fully. And if I'm not getting that back, then you know what? I'm going to give fully to myself and peace out and be in a situation where I can and I get where somebody is given fully to me as well, okay? And I'm not talking give fully of all the bad stuff. Not at all. Not in the least, okay? Now, going back to the persona aspect, the falsehood, um, you know, and how many people have you been that person where, um, you know what, do you feel that way um, where you've putting on a facade because you don't want to be lonely. You pretend to be someone you're not. How many people, you know, you? it's easy to point the finger at other people and look at, you know what, they're this, they're that, they pretended to be this, they sold them, you know, they sold me this car and ended up giving me this clunker, right? How many people use that analogy? You know what, I ended up uh, buying this person and I got this freaking loser. I got this, you know, Low life. I got this, and I'm not bashing people. That's not, but I'm talking about this person presented themselves one way, and it's the total opposite. And maybe you are one of those people because you're afraid to get hurt. You're afraid to maybe insecurities, whatever. But that's sad because when you flip that script around and you're mad, that person doesn't want to be with you anymore because you're not what you presented yourself. You're not what you sold to them. You know what? And they're mad and they're going to dump you. I'm going to say, you know what, I don't blame them for dumping you. Same thing for you. If that person acts a certain way and sells himself and they're not, 
then are you really giving fully to the person you were sold or to the reality of the person that, you know what, was fraud and, you know, painted a picture that they're not. So you can promote self-love and get yourself out of that situation, okay? Now, uh, Yvette, you mentioned I feel lost. My husband is a narcissistic individual. And I'm going to um, be honest with you, Yvette. There's difference between, you know, if he's a full-blown narcissistic personality disorder, you know, has severe narcissistic tendencies, I'm going to tell you it's going to be very, very difficult for you to be in a healthy relationship with someone that is a full-blown narcissist, okay? Um, they won't look at themselves. They won't own anything they do because they feel like whatever happens that's good is all because of them. Everything that bad happens is all because of everybody else. They will never own up to their mistakes because they don't make any, okay? They will belittle you. They will manipulate you. And I want you to look up a term that's called gaslighting. Gaslighting. G-A-S lighting. Okay. I, I did a special before on this uh, a while ago. So look that up and it's going to give you some, there's a few really good articles out there and it's, I'm going to, you know, it'll help you out a lot more. I mean, I could do a whole show on this and I have on gaslighting. A lot of narcissistic individuals practice gaslighting and it's almost like they don't even, I, some people realize they're doing it and they don't care. And other people, they it's just their personality. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's not a healthy situation. And if it is bona fide narcissistic personality or very severe tendencies, chances are they are not going to look at themselves, okay? They'll fake it and they'll blame, you know, they'll blame you. They'll turn everything around. Yeah, I did this, but it's all because of your fault that I did this. You see what I mean? They're going to flip the script and end up in the end, it's going to be all your fault and your feelings don't matter. It's all about them. Okay. It's not a healthy situation. I advise people all the time. You know what? Do not be with someone that is a narcissist. Plain and simple. Okay. Um, Cheyenne, you mentioned you're talking about personas. I was with this person for eight years. Everything was great. Have two great kids, but luckily before the I do found out, he was nothing but lies and cons and head games. I feel like a fool. How did it take eight years to see this? You know what, Cheyenne, that's a great question, okay? Um, I don't have an answer for you. A lot of people could be the cons, the lines, he could be narcissistic personality individual. And a lot of people that are narcissistic, like Yvette mentioned below you in the chat, that, you know what, they are pros at manipulating and getting you to think that it's all your fault. Narcissistic individuals, they tend to be magnets for people. They feed on people that are doormats, that have low self-esteem, okay, that... um can be easily manipulated, okay? They feed on that. And also you think you're trying, you're, you feel you're so lucky to have this person, you don't real realize what the hell is going on before it's too late. Eight years is a long, long time that is going on. And I, I want to look at, you know what, were you aware of any of these situations going on? Did these people, did anybody point out the behaviors to you? Hey, what's going on? This don't seem right. And, you know, you have one person say one thing, but then you start having other people coming in and saying the same thing. You're like, hmm, what's going on? 
And what would it take for you to step back and realize what the heck is going on? Again, you know, saying if you're, it almost sounds like maybe you're with a narcissist too, or um, a con man, which most of them are narcissistic, anyways. You know what? They can be very pro, and what they do, you know, they will manipulate thinking you're crazy, and they will try to get everybody else, your family, your friends, to buy into. You're the one with the issue, and they're great, okay? And they'll try to get everybody to gang up against you, and you're like, oh, it's my fault, it's my fault, my fault. Or a question is, where you just had blinders on, and you did not want to look at the situation and what he was doing because you said, you know, luckily before the I do, you were in a relationship for eight years, had a couple kids. Was that any different than being married other than the I do, Cheyenne? You know, let's be real. Let's be honest. Yeah, legally, but emotionally, you were like being married. So to me, that's really not that much of a difference, okay, other than the I do. So being in that situation for eight years, you know, did you look, were you able to look back? I don't want you to bash yourself, okay? I don't want you to feel, you know, bash yourself and rip yourself apart. Not at all, okay? But I want you to be aware and look at, you know, did I see any signs and I just ignored them? One of those things that, you know what, that you ignored your gut instinct and it was looking at those signs and what was going on and you just didn't want to pay attention to them because maybe you loved them. Maybe you thought about, maybe as you got kids, it's very, very difficult. But this is where, you know, everyone, you get more scared because you have more invested when there's kids and maybe you have a home and all this stuff. You don't want to lose it. You don't want to lose the comfort and it sounds whacked, even the comfort and the security, you're thinking about the kids. But, you know what? Then we start ignoring all those things. And then after, like you said, after eight years, you're like, oh my God, what happened? So, you know, did you have your head in the sand and you were just ignoring the signs, if you will, and, or he was just that good of a manipulator, Okay. No one else caught on or people told you, you just ignored it. So the first person I would look at is yourself, but not as an explorer, as an investigator, not bashing yourself. I don't want you to hate and bash yourself, not at all, you know what, and realize, you know what, you were genuine, you were real, okay, and be proud of that, no matter if he was an a-hole or not, okay, so be proud of yourself for being genuine and being you. And a lot of people in those situations, you know, we got kids that don't want to break up our home, whatever. And Cheyenne, you've heard me on numerous shows before talk about, you know what, when you have kids, I never, ever, ever suggest people staying in a marriage or a relationship just for the kids. Okay? Yes, I did say that. I don't. I went through a divorce. I don't want my kids to go through a divorce. But do you want your kids to witness that you have a toxic relationship, that you're getting treated like crap, that you're putting up with someone that is a habitual cheater on you, that maybe is an addict, that is and doesn't get help for themselves. And oh, we got a we got our family still together, but it's toxic. You're teaching your kids, you are modeling to your kids, it's okay to put up with toxicity. Put it at I'm I told you I'm blunt. So that's exactly what you are teaching your kids. So think about that, okay, people? Um, so, you know, with the persona, when people put on that falsehood and you look at that situation to the situation to where, you know what, um, what is holding you, you know, holding you back, you know, it's scary, okay? And you look at, in fact, you mentioned 
um, you are right, I'm trapped. And I'm looking at why are you trapped, right? Um, trapped because a stay-at-home mom. He controlled all the finances. I get it. Now, do you have any family members, friends that might help you out so you can get out of that situation, okay? And again, I'm not saying it's easy. It's very, very difficult, okay? But you need to hopefully pull resources together and be out of that situation. This is one reason I promote women working so they have an independence. They have an income. They don't always have to be dependent on a man and then like you said, Yvette, this is a prime example where you're trapped. And it, it, it's it's sad. It's a very difficult situation, but it's not an impossible situation. Even though it feels like it, this is where I want you to call friends, family members, ask for help, and don't buy into his crap anymore, okay? Um, now, how much of an age difference is too much between people? You know what? This is a great question. And I, I talked about this. I, I did an episode on this show before. You know what? How much is too much of an age difference? Maybe I need to do this again on another show. Um, it's been a, maybe a year when I did that. You know, I've had a couple in my office recently, a couple months ago. He was 56. Yes, 56 people. Five, six. She was 28. Okay, um, the age difference, you know, was it a big here? He, she, he is twice his age. And you look at, I'm not one. If you love somebody, you love somebody. You're not with somebody for money. You're not with somebody. I, I get all that. Okay. Now everybody talks about daddy issues and mommy issues and all this stuff. And actually, I'm going to have a co-host with me next week and a local author that wrote a book on, you know. Daddy issues, mommy issues, all that stuff, and how much it plays a role in relationships. And I'm sure, I have a feeling um, we're going to debate a lot on this topic next week. But how much is too much of an age difference? That is very subjective, okay? Um, I know people, you know, let's face it. When there's a 20-year age gap, one of you is going to die earlier, okay? Let's face it. Yes, the younger one could die earlier. Not help, you know, I don't want anyone to die, but unfortunately could get cancer, could die in a car crash, um, that type of thing, okay? Um, maybe a rare illness. It could happen. But you look at the situation, you know, if none of that happens, that the 20-year age gap, you're going to have that, say you're 50, 70, um, or even 60 and 80, Chances are that person, you know, the 80-year-old is going to die a long time before you do where you have a lot of life left. And you can rationalize it. You can, you know, talk about it and be okay with it and all this stuff. Again, it's very subjective. So you're going to have a lot of people telling you how much of an age difference is too much. You know, everyone talks about, you know, a 10-year age gap. Is that too much? No. 15-year um, age gap. I don't think... That is too much either. It depends on the individuals at hand. It depends on the emotional maturity of each person in the relationship, okay? It's not so much about age. Now, if you have a 35-year-old and a 20-year-old, um, that might be a big difference. So the big difference is, let me refresh that, okay? When I say, you know, 15 years, I don't, I think it works. You know what? It could work, absolutely. But... When you have a 35-year-old and a 20-year-old, 
That's going to be very difficult. You, you have to look at life stages and how much life experiences you have as an individual and then look at the age gap and what you want. Say the 15-year age gap, uh, the younger one wants kids and the older one is done with kids. They already have kids. They don't want any more kids. You know what? They can love each other, but that's going to be a big issue, isn't it? So you have to look at the crucial elements and what is important to you and then look at the life experiences, look at the age gap, and you have to be real. You have to be mature about it to look at these issues might arise and how do we deal with it and don't be blinded about it, okay? Because some people go into it, we love each other. I'm a huge romantic. I, I, I want to give fully of myself. I want that. I want the love of my life for myself too. Um, I want that. But you have to be realistic about how are we going to handle these situations. Then what happens if you have a huge age gap uh, and how are the families going to handle that situation? You know, I, what happens if I date somebody that her dad is the same age as I am? You know what? How is that going to create problems? Some people won't create problems. Some it will. And, you know, how much turmoil and how much toxicity is that going to take? And can you handle it? Should you handle it? And again, it's very subjective. So number one is life experiences. You know, what your expectation is for a happy relationship. You know, kids, the kids situation with the age gap difference. You know why? Someone, you know, raise your, I already raised my kids and you want to have a baby. You know what? That's going to be a huge issue. Big time, right? So you look at life experiences, you look at relationship expectations, personal expectations, what you want out of life, and then you go from there. I don't think anyone should dictate how much is too, you know what, too much of an age gap, okay? So I, from professionally speaking, I'm going to tell you it can be a lot difficult when you have 20, 25 year age gap, okay? It can be difficult just because of life experiences. You can have different taste in music, different taste in activities, what you do, okay? That can be a huge barrier, but it still can work, okay? It's very subjective, and it's not up to me to decide. So I'm not going to tell you how much age difference is too much, okay? Because it's very subjective, and it's very biased, and it's very judgmental for someone to say it's too much. But I'm going to tell you to be prepared on what you're going to get into, okay? I'm going to prepare you. Have you thought about the kids situation? You know, one has grandkids and you want to have a baby. You know what? What's going to happen with the family? You know what? Maybe, you know what? Maybe the man is older, you know, the same age or even older than his girlfriend or wife's dad. How's that going to be? Or vice versa. I, I got couples in here that the woman is like 45 and he is 25, 26, <clears throat> 47, and I have one that's 28. Woman is 47, he's 28. So you look at the emotional maturity, the expectations, and you look at how that balances out with the family dynamics and how each maybe nuclear family or family of origin are going to re react to that. And I'm going to say, are you strong enough to deal with that for number one? And if they don't accept it, are you going to be okay with just you as a couple and you could lose your family? Okay, that's something to think. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm saying if it does happen, what would it do? It'd be the same thing, um, like I mentioned, I have 
a couple where she is Indian from India and he is black and her family does not talk to her at all because she married outside the Indian culture, the Indian, you know, race, which is sad. I'm all about, forget, I'm all about that. Not about that. I'm all about, you know what, you love somebody. It shouldn't matter who, what race, what nationality they are. You know, love is love. It shouldn't have any barriers. It shouldn't have, love shouldn't have any boundaries, okay? So, I'm going to say good night, people. Thank you very much uh, for listening. Again, you still have time. Share the video, the live feed or you know, video when I sign off on your, face, on your Facebook timeline. You will be entered for a chance to win my book, The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy, okay? I pay for shipping. I even write a little something and sign it and mail it to you. No money to you. Free of charge. I'm paying for this, and I'm broke, okay? <laughs> so if you want to donate, no. Um, check out my website, The Art of Relationships Radio Show. Uh, my best wishes go out to everybody in Florida and Texas uh, recu- recovering from the hurricanes. Uh, my heart, you know, deepest wishes go out to them, okay? So send your wishes to them. Uh, I know a couple, I was talking to a couple uh, linemen, Edison linemen uh, that were heading down, the, the whole crews were heading down the, the Florida. They were leaving actually this morning, early this morning. So, you know what, I want everybody to be safe. And, you know, everybody have a good night. Happy hump night. Peace and love to everybody out there, okay? This is the Art of Relationships radio show. Make sure you check out my website, theartofrelationships.org. And again, my apology for stumbling over my words at the beginning of the show. Um, my voice was gone. <laughs> Peace and love. Thanks again, people, for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.